Joining us here, post-Destiny Wrestling, we have the one and only, one of my favorite professional wrestlers, one of the most entertaining professional wrestlers of all time, the one and only Mr. Santino Morella. Santino, we're going to do a take two here. Let's see how natural we can make this sound. Oh, thank you very much. You know, it was an exciting night. As you can tell, <clears throat> I lost my voice a little bit trying to do the action justice. Yeah, you know, and, and you're doing some commentating now, which is fantastic. Uh, I love that. Uh, that's something I've heard you say in prior interviews that you are adjusting to wanting to do the commentating. Um, what's your biggest challenge that you've had with the, with the commentating so far? Well, in the beginning, I, you know, I wanted to do it in my, in my regular voice, this voice here. And then I listened to it back and it just wasn't exciting enough. So you have to turn it up a little bit, you know, make it more exciting, do the action justice. Uh, and then, you know, tonight, for example, I did commentary in my Santino character voice because it seems like that's what people want to hear. And otherwise, if I don't do it, I'm just a regular, uh, you know, commentator like everybody else. So I have equity in the character. So to stand out, I wanna, I'll be Santino moving forward as a commentator. And we have Santino back, which is great to see in Impact Wrestling. You're playing the authority figure there. How much fun are you having in that role, working with guys like Ernest Cap Miller and, you know, Bully Ray recently? And, and you know, what can we expect to see out of you? What are some of the goals with this character now that you've got going on? Yeah, you know, it, it was, well, it was great to come back. I was thinking somewhere in 2023 I, I would come back. And... Um, it happened to be now in the beginning of the year. And uh, the fact that I get to use the name Santino Morella is incredible. You know, I didn't want to come across as, as a, a knockoff of Santino. But now I'm the, the genuine article Santino Morella. And the locker room was great. You know, some veterans, some young guys. Just really good balance. A great atmosphere. I just texted Scott Demore <clears throat> afterwards and said, man, I am having a lot of fun here so far. Thank you. And... Um, we're going to have a lot of fun moments in the future, you know? Absolutely. A lot of those futures are going to be right here in Canada. we got Impact returning to Canada. And, you know, you've had a, a big hand in shaping some of the, the future talent lately with the, the battle arts here. You've recently opened another one up in Beaverton. Is there anyone on the, the local scene here that really just impresses you that you think would be a great fit in that Impact Wrestling locker room? Yeah, there's one tag team specifically with uh, Joe Mack and Lee Costa. I mean, they're both like six foot six, jacked, good looking guys, strong. I mean, those guys, I put that tag team against any other tag team in the world right now. I mean, they just, you know, they need more reps. They need to get out there and wrestle on a daily basis. But the potential is unlimited for them. Now, with you being back in Impact Wrestling now and all this great talent around and probably a lot of talent that you've never personally got to work with, is there anybody that's giving you that itch maybe that, that you want to get back in the ring with? Or maybe are we going to see you get back in the ring a couple times? Uh, wh what's your plans here? Um, I could have a match or two. You know, I don't think I could wrestle consistently with my, my, my neck and my back. But I could have a match here and there. You know, the thing is, people want to see Santino wrestle. And when I was a fan and when I was training to be a wrestler, I didn't train to be like Santino. I trained to be like a wrestler, you know? So it's kind of, a, I mean, it's an honor and a pleasure to be the character Santino and be the comic relief. But there's some guys I'd like to have some real hardcore, you know, wrestling matches with. Um, but I probably have to wrestle like Santino. So, uh, there's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good guys. But, you know, I haven't really thought of who I'd want to wrestle yet, though, to be honest. It's a good, I'll start thinking about it. 
Well, we're definitely excited to see when that happens too. You know, as we're recording this, just last night it was the Royal Rumble, and I can't talk to you without asking about it. I'm sure you get asked all the time, but you know that spot that you did with Kane and you did that fast elimination. I wasn't ready. It was so perfect. When you look back on that now, and I, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but like, how how proud are you? And, and are you surprised that that is like just so featured all the time? Like when I think of Royal Rumble, that's one of the first things that I come up with. Is that something that you look back on and you're really proud of? It, well, it's funny. Oddly enough, you know, the the execution of that had to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So up, boom, boom, over, bang, and and we nailed it. You know, and if we missed anything by a split second, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a record. So. Uh, you know, I'm the only one that knows how to break it. I've formulated a plan to shave off a, a little bit of time, but I'm not going to tell anybody. <laughs> um, you know, switching gears a little bit because I know you've done so much stuff in your career, but now you're kind of playing the role watching your daughter in yeah. NXT there. How does that feel for you to just see her going through all the motions that you did coming up through developmental, uh, you know, working your way to the main roster? Are you taking a step back and really just enjoying that journey for her? Oh, man, it's it's amazing. It's actually more enjoyable watching her do it than it was even for me to do it just because it's your child and you love them so much you know um yeah she's paying her dues man you know she got some bumps and bruises here and got some color and and she had her acl surgery three months ago and she's coming back and she's hungry uh she's a student of the game and she understands just like cody rhodes we were talking earlier when you're when your uh, parent is a wrestler um there's pressure on you to be like twice as good as everybody else just to take away that potential excuse that they might say oh, you're only here because your dad or whatever right so so she's aware of that we had that conversation and she's uh like the hardest worker in the performance center they tell me you know when i go there the coaches are telling me this so and that, that that's a good feeling all all she ever needed to be was the hardest worker in the room she's she was born blessed with you know every every all the talent you need, the physical, cutting promos, the work ethic, the intelligence, the, you know, personal, be, being personable. She's got it all. She's going to be a megastar, you know, um, and it's going to be awesome to watch. Did, did you teach her the importance to sell fear for the boogeyman or? Uh... <laughs> well, she did. She was the only one that sold it at the time. She was there. Yeah, I, um, with her too, we look forward to seeing her return and hopefully that's a speedy recovery, right? Um, just a couple more questions here as we bring it down. We really appreciate your time. You're known for being one of the funniest people inside of a ring. Uh, and you also have the reputation from interviews that I've read of being one of the funniest people outside of the ring as well. Did you have any people that, that you just kept breaking up in the ring? Like, is that something you went out there to try to do or is that just natural for you? And do you have any fun stories of, of getting people to break in the ring? Um, I do try and break everybody in the ring, to be honest. I used to enjoy breaking referee Mike Kyoto in the ring. Uh, yeah, we, we used to get him all the time. You know, there's stuff you can say in the ring that people can't hear. So I would use foul language and, and uh, borderline loud enough that people might hear it. And he'd be like, what the heck are you doing? Um, yeah, it's in uh, Jack's, Jack Swagger. I wrestled many, many times. And, and we had a match that we, we would... We would laugh ourselves. It was so funny. And, uh, yeah, when, when the wrestlers are laughing at their own match, you know it's going to be a good match. Absolutely. And you made us as fans laugh all the time. You know, John Chena is all the funny names. I absolutely love that. The last question I want to ask you, with all the amazing stuff that you've done in your career, you know, your big debut winning the IC title, WrestleManias, Royal Rumble moments, do you have any moments that are just personal for you that you look back on and they just make you smile? 
Yeah, I think winning my first title ever was the OVW Television Championship. That's like one of my, maybe my favorite memory of my wrestling career. My, you know, it was just, it was, a, it was an incredible night. My uh, Mr. Stronko intercepted the cane, and, and you can probably even look that up somewhere. Um, it would have been Boris Alexiev wins OVW television championship. You can probably see the match there. Mike Cruel was awesome. Uh, Dean Hill calling the action with the guy. It, it was, yeah, I got goosebumps. And at the time, my roommate at the time was Damian Sandow. Um, he was the OVW heavyweight champion. So we had, we had both titles in the house. Um, it was just, it was good times, man. I was young, well, younger. I was actually already 30, two i think you know so i, I kind of started i did start late but uh, we made up for lost time and uh it, it was it was good times in my life you know when you're achieving the goal is one thing but that upward trajectory towards achieving your goals when you're working so so hard and you're hungry and you're just you're like um uh obsessed you know with with success when you look back that obsession is what you're proud of Awesome. Well, Santino, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. Make sure you guys are tuning into Impact Wrestling. We're coming back to Toronto for a rebellion. We got Sacrifice coming to Windsor. Santino, this was a great pleasure, man. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. This is the zombie princess, Jimmy Jacobs, and I want you to keep listening to Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. And hey, I'm a princess. I always get what I want. I told you. Mine does not do that. Every time. Well, we are live, pals, and welcome to the strongest mojito edition of the Bill After <laughs> Seal of Approved Count It Out with Mike and Tyler. My name is Tyler, and I am back this week, joined as always by the one and only whatever the, the fuck it is. <laughs> the today. real mojito, Mike. I, I came out. I had to do mojitos this week, man. I had to. Well, I just did mojitos. I had oh, one sip is, of it, and I was like, I'm done with that. It is strong. No, I had my very first, or no, my very last class today. I am done school, so I wanted to get it all nice and toasty. Yeah, we are on the countdown to amazing wrestling time here. Uh, yeah. Three, four weeks in a row for me of great wrestling. I did Barry Wrestling on the weekend. That's right. Which I want to talk about in a moment. Uh, I want to talk a little AEW today. You said that you have a fun hypothetical you want to talk I about. Do. Yeah. And I want to thank... Well, a conversation piece. Yeah. I want to thank um, Adam for tagging in for me last week. See what I did there? I, I, uh, Adam, Adam didn't just tag in for you. Adam was you last week. Yeah, Adam did me better than I do me. Well... That's what she said. <laughs> Uh, this week I'll be counting down the top seven tag team wrestlers of all time. Oh, you're going to actually do it this week. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. Cool. I've been working on this list forever. Six months at least. It's been, it's uh -huh. been you know, here and there, gone back and forth. Because I think it. I came up with the idea for this list, and, so, and I shot it to you. I said, listen, I th you're the tag team guy. I think you should do this. And you're like, yeah. And that was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I think I did well on this list. I got some nice little... 
nice guys we'll that see. are going to make you think. We'll uh, see. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm excited about it. Um, I want to give a shout out to just the weekend I had at Barry Wrestling. Fuck, it was so good, man. I had the absolute honor to do the ring announcing for the current Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Josh You Alexander. announced one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Top to five. The ring. I think top five. You know what I mean? You announced the current reigning defending Impact Champion, which is actually cool for us because everybody knows we're big Impact fans right now. And so it's extra cool that you got to, you know... We, we, we've been really waving the flag from back on this show big time. And we've been waving the flag for Josh for a long time. I think we've been waving the flag for Josh longer than we've been waving the flag for him back. Yeah. So the fact that you were able to not only announce him to the ring, but then be handed yeah, that's that title. So you held that belt in it, your hand. It was really funny because um, I really wanted to watch the main event. Josh and Clutch Jesse V had a fantastic match and and I finished my ring introductions and all of a sudden I look up and, and Brad Myers is reaching over to hand me the Impact Wrestling Heavyweight title. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I just couldn't <laughs> stop staring at the belt. It just sat on my lap. And then uh, I got to give a, this is a little fun story here. So I, I, of course, took a picture of the Impact title mm-hmm. and then I held the belt up and took a little selfie of it because, like, it's so cool. Right. Like, I'm marking out. And no one gives a fuck what I'm doing. Like I'm just sitting there <laughs> while the match is going on, right? But then I, I noticed a good friend of ours, Brian, uh, the photographer for very Brian Weiss for Ontario. Brian Ontario Weiss, one of, the, one of the best photographers we know. I will say the best wrestling yep. photographer in Ontario, 100%. hands down. And, and you know, there's some great photography. I'm not trying to talk. No, shit no, about no. I'll never talk shit about like shooting Indians or anything like that. Fantastic but, work they but, do. But, but Weiss shot me is that's where you go if you if you want. Not just wrestling. Like, like, if you're looking for a photographer, Brian's the way to go. Man. Yeah, and I feel like I'm like a made man now because I got my first photo shoot done with Brian. That's right. He, he even let me keep my pants on. That was nice. Disappointing, but... <laughs> Not like any photographer I ever met. Um, so I kind of was like watching where Brian was, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> so I, I took the impact title and i just propped it up so it looked like it was around my waist but i was just kind of holding it so it didn't look like <laughs> yeah and and finally i made eye contact with brian after about five minutes of me sitting there and i was just like brian and i was like looking down at the belt and i was like take a picture please and he turned around and snapped me so, <laughs> so I, i'm very much looking forward to seeing those photos. so good um, so so think about this now in in the span of a month you have held Two different impact titles in your arms. Yeah, we got the chance. Uh, and, if then, he's still and then, the in champion. A, and then in a couple of weeks, if he's still we're going to be seeing Trey Miguel. Yeah, if he's still the champion, I might get the hat trick. Stop, there. stop with the if. This is Trey Miguel we're talking. Yeah, I hope he's still the champion. He will still be champion. Uh, this is Trey Miguel we're talking. Yeah, we're gonna about. we're gonna pop into the awesome toy show in Mississauga to see Chris Van Vliet and Trey Miguel, and Absolutely. Aiden Prince will be there as well. Oh, I did not know Aiden Prince was going to be there. Cool, mm-hmm. our boy. Uh, always a good time. Always a good time seeing Princey. Yeah, so uh, super cool for me to get the, that moment with the uh, uh, Impact Heavyweight Championship title. I got to speak to Josh a little bit. What a great guy he is. He is as talented as he is in the ring, is as nice of a guy that he is right. outside of the ring. Uh, highly recommend checking out the documentary that is out there for uh, him right now that Impact Wrestling put out. It is one of the best documentaries that will be done the whole year. I got a chance to tell him that. He also signed some stuff for us that we're going to be doing a giveaway for. And 
uh, I spoke to him, and he's going to sit down with Count It Out next month at Barry Wrestling. That's big. We're going to have a chat with Josh, unless, you know, the day gets crazy. Sometimes shit happens, and then won't yeah. happen. But um, while we're talking about Barry Wrestling, I got to have another mark-out moment for myself, and, and I got to do an in-ring interview, like, with Van Are Landing. you mean Gene? I, I mean Gene did up, and it was great. We had a great time. Um I won't pull the curtain back too much on it, but I, I, I got a couple of ideas in there. Me, me and Landon, uh, uh, we had a good time. And um, well, I, heard, I heard Brian turn you heel. Brian turned me heel by saying <laughs> that I had a hand in Van Landon getting laid out, which I did not. I love Van Landon. But it was just super cool to, to sit there and have an interview with Van Landon and uh, keep an eye out for, um, I hope I get this right, uh, Rajan Husher. Okay. I, he, I'm, not, I'm, not, he, I'm not familiar with him. He's, he? he's new. Okay. He's, he's new. He's been training at Battle Arts. Super oh, nice. Super nice guy as well. And, and did he, he work? Made, did he work Barry? He he made his debut at Barry laying out nice. Van Landon uh, while I was. Oh, so they're starting a new program with Van. So he's yes. he's completely done with Holden now. That was the yeah, blow off uh, a couple it. weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about Barry wrestling is just go on their YouTube page and check out the Wild Roper match. It was absolutely incredible. I will be watching that very and, soon. And I will pull the curtain back just a little bit. Um, they <laughs> they were, how do I, I don't want to pull back too, too much, but I was in the back getting heights and weights. Let's just say that. And I, I asked Stratosphere, I said, uh, how do you want me to introduce you guys? Are you guys all coming up together? It was a six-man tag. I said, is it individual entrances? And as a joke, as a one-off, he was like, fuck, you know what we should do? We should just come out like a soccer match. That'd be amazing. And then I I, I left. He left for a couple minutes and came back five minutes later going, I pitched it to Sean. We're doing it. <laughs> and it doesn't surprise me at all. Sean's a big soccer guy. Uh, the Irish Rovers are, are, are his thing in Barry. So I'm not surprised that he completely marked. He probably marked out big time for that idea when he heard it in the back. So I will say that uh, when this match was done and the show was over, this was what everybody was talking about. So you said this off air, so I'm going to make you say it on air now. You're putting this match ahead of the Christmas death match from two years ago. I am. I think this is my. I think this is my favorite Barry wrestling okay. match. Okay. Of okay. All okay. Time. Okay. Okay. Irish Rovers versus Fuerza and Psycho uh, Mike. Ooh, that's tough. I played the fifth. This is what we're going on from purely from an entertainment standpoint, right? It's just like because they were just so different. Because Psycho Mike is just Psycho Mike, and, <laughs> and he's an experience on his own. But like, I will say this match only because of just all the different um, gimmicks that they got to do okay. with it. Yeah, 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 it was just so different. Like, right. It's very cool. Please go to their YouTube page, check it out. You can hear me do the worst British accent that you will ever hear in your entire <laughs> life. Did Sean tell you to do that? No, like Jim. Jim, was Jim a, of course it was Jim, Diamond Jim. He should announce it in a British accent. I swear to God, he was sabotaging you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it worked perfect. And then, uh, they had this terrible, like cheesy music playing. It just... Uh, Introducing. No, you didn't say tut. I did not say tut that. But introducing first. It was. I sound like I was Australian. Yeah, but it was perfect because that's exactly what it was supposed to be. So I love it. Great, great times at at Barry this weekend. Looking forward to the next show with uh, Josh Alexander back again. So I like it. We got Destiny this weekend. Destiny this weekend. Well, you uh, Destiny this weekend. I will not be there this weekend. 
uh, my first show since we started with Destiny I'll Be Missing, but uh, it is a huge show, uh, attacking tournament starting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, lot of changes to the card so far. Um, you know, uh, listen, guys, a card subject to change. Uh, uh, looks like life hell uh, has been uh, testing Emilio a little bit. Yeah, but and I, will, I, and I bet say. you Emilio is holding his own. And I haven't talked to him personally in, in a few weeks. So I don't know any, any inside shit that you don't know. But I do know that, you know, every time something happens, Milo comes right back out and says, okay, well, here, then we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. You know, new main event is um, this is now that Matt Manfulton's out. We got, well, the, uh, the main event's been the same. It's Macklin and Trent Seven. Wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was Fulton. And, no, it was no, supposed okay. to be Fulton and Tarek was like I a see. semi, but then Fulton's oh, okay. out. And they brought Dango, Dirty Dango. In. Dirty Dango versus Tarek. I'm cool for that. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Now, 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 Dango was already coming in. I'm not sure that they had anything for him to do yet. I feel like he could have been a replacement because they announced him late. Yeah. But either way, either I, way, it'll be it's great. cool. We'll I, I love, I love Dango. I really do. Me too. I know you haven't been watching um, the last couple of weeks of impact, but he's doing some hilarious stuff with Santino. I've watched a couple of the sketches. It's very, done. very funny. And then of course you and I will be at uh, GCW. <laughs> We're going to be hitting worst behavior. Yeah. I'm pissed off. They, um, uh, they still haven't, it's less than two weeks away. They still, still haven't announced the full card. No, just one match. Only only one match so far. But what a match that's going to be. Speedball Mike Bailey against Masha Slamovich. I'm, I'm there for it, man. You I'm will be there totally, for it. Yeah, I will be there for it. Yeah. We're going to go down there with Van Landon. Um, speaking of Mike Bailey, I don't know if you watched the video I sent you, but um, Mike Bailey went full heel on GCW, which is amazing. Um, really setting up that big uh, IWS versus GCW feud that's going to uh, have their blow off this coming Saturday mm-hmm. uh, in Montreal. Um, I'm envious of our boy Good Walsh. He'll be there with a, with with his wife. And uh, he is no longer Good Walsh. Oh, is he not? Oh, he's, he's Walsh. He's Walsh. I uh, he's, he's so, slightly above average Walsh. Sorry, Andrew. I uh, I thought it'd be funny to show you the to show time the text between you and I where you. Buried the fuck of Tyler, and I loved every second of it. So I you, love good chirping. I do appreciate a good chirp. That's why he's still slightly above so average. He's slightly Walsh. above average. Walsh. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, that's gonna be a great show. I think they're fighting to try to get it on fight. It just uh, it hasn't gotten there yet. I don't care. I'll be there. Um, no, you won't. Uh, oh, Montreal. Montreal? Show. Oh, yeah. It oh, on, no, it is on fight. No, it's, it's not. not. No. no, it's not. I think there's there's something with IWS stopping it. Yeah, fuck it. So I'll be in Toronto. That's it. We're going to be at the Toronto show. That's going to be huge. Then, of course, uh, the, the very week after, we got Sacrifice. Impact, yeah. Then we got, uh, the, then we got the, uh, the week of Impact tapings that we'll be there for. Uh-huh. A month later, we got Rebellion. Yeah, what are you going to we'll... do? You're going you're to be spoiled for Impact Wrestling. All, you don't watch spoilers ever for it. But I've been there. I've seen it. It's not um, spoilers. It's a spoiler. And then I get to go and watch And then I get to go and watch it again. That's great. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and you know, I have the Impact Plus app, so depending on how bad our seats are at Sacrifice, I can just watch it. <laughs> That's fair. I'm going to be in the ring. I'm going to do a run-in. You're going to do a run-in? I'm going to take out Penzer and take his job. I like it. I like it. Uh, before we get to uh, hypothetical. Can, Pe- can Penzer do a British accent? Obviously not. <laughs> it's a British-Australian accent. I'd perfect you hear it. That? You hear that, Ross Foreman? Tell Scotty more. Your boy can do an accent. That's right. I also invented a new hometown. First match in, I botched. I I went to you a, botched something. Yeah, no. shocking. Eh? And a name too. It was supposed to be um, Judas Icarus, who's yeah. a fantastic talent from Vancouver, yes. British Columbia. Yes. Who I announced being from Vancouver, Ontario. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I suppose that's better than announcing reversal being from the Ukraine. Yes, instead of the Yukon. Yeah, yeah, that one's uh, that was a bad one. Yeah, can't, can't have a heel from the biggest baby face country in the world, but <laughs> always uh, a good time. I'm a walking botch. What can I say? Uh, before we get to your hypothetical conversation piece, yeah, I'd like to just quickly talk about the AEW pay per view on the weekend, which I watched a little bit of. Sure, uh, it's the first AEW I've watched in probably two months mm-hmm. uh it wasn't awful i i you know aw from an in-ring standpoint always puts on good matches because they have a great roster it's how just, much of the, how much of the card did you watch i watched about five matches okay because I, I have a question because i know where you're going with this you're obviously going to be talking about the, the iron man match. i do want to talk about okay the iron match, yes. but, but before you get there i have a question for yeah. you because i only watched i didn't watch anything in, it, in its entirety but i saw clips so i mm-hmm. saw you know so why is it that people were shitting on the pitch black fucking Bray Wyatt match so badly, but it's okay for whatever the fuck Christian Cage did this week. I didn't see that. What That's the, the only fuck part of the show was I didn't that? See. I didn't see any of that. Oh my god, you go watch it. It's 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 the most gimmicky. Listen, I'm I I usually don't. I like my gimmicks. You know, I like I like gimmicky shit. This this is too gimmicky for me. Like this is fucked. This takes all the no. I, I I was not a fan. This is this is the just the worst variation of the casket match I've ever seen. <laughs> I and I, see and I think it's a waste of. At this point, there's no such thing as a waste of Christian Cage because Christian Cage has solidified himself as one of the best of all time. You you don't waste Christian Cage anymore. He's just there to do his job. This was a waste of Jack Perry, as well, far as I'm concerned. I mean, they put him over Christian, which is you know. That's the way to do it. That was a, a lot of the buzz coming out of the pay-per-view that I've been reading is that uh, they're really trying to solidify the future of AEW. Which they is, put over all the young guys, Which right? is great because Jack Perry should be the future of that company. Yeah, you know, but they put over uh, Jungle Boy against Christian. They mm-hmm. put over Wardlow against uh, Samoa Joe. Put okay. over MJF over Dragon. Mm-hmm. They put over uh, Jamie Hayter over Paige or Soraya or whatever they sure, call sure, her. Sure. And uh, there was another one. They I put over Eddie Kingston over AEW. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, Hangman Page went over Moxley. Right? I, I heard that match was pretty bloody and shit. It was, it yeah. was good, yeah. Uh, that, which they, is weird, a Moxley match with blood. That's... Yeah, shocking. Um, but I do want to talk about the main event. Uh, I don't like Iron Man matches. I, I've, never, I've never liked them. Yeah. I, I don't like the fact that I have to wait. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just... No one cares till the last ten minutes. Give me a give me a half an hour uh, uh, Iron Man match. I don't like them. I like, like I, I, I'll give me a two out of three falls match. Yeah, I'll take a two out of three cool. falls match. Not and it's not match. even the time thing. It's like give me an hour long match. I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, I'll I watch an hour long match, but I just don't like knowing that like it doesn't matter what happens. Yeah, right. Um, I got you. This was so incredibly well booked that it didn't feel like an Iron Man match, even though there was like six falls apiece in it. Um, my personal favorite spot of the match was, uh, I think MJF was up one nothing, and then uh, Dragon tied it up 1-1. And then about 30 seconds later, MJF low-blowed Dragon in front of the referee mm-hmm. and got disqualified. Mm-hmm. So he was down 2-1. to one. But because there was no rest periods in between falls like other Ironman matches, he pinned him twice in a row. Okay, that's so a like, cool spot. I, I really thought it was great because it was like he got the heat, the low blow, right, and then he pinned him one, two, three. 
but then he pinned him again. Yeah. Like I've never seen that before. Because the two things, and I then don't... he was up in the falls now, right? Because the two things I don't want to see in Ironman match anymore. Number one is no pins. I don't like, mind no know, pins because then it feels like it's like it's just been overdone yeah. at this point. And then and it kind of takes away of what an Ironman match is supposed to be. Um, also, like, and I know this isn't it's not overdone by any means. It's only happened like fucking a handful of times, but the overtime shit. And I, I never need to see that again. Yeah, and they Ever. did it here, and it was it worked. It okay. did, because uh, I'm with you on that, too. All right. The other thing I really liked about this match is that they didn't do, I'm going to call it Survivor Series Falls. So, you know, in, like, a Survivor Series match, like, you just do, like, a punch in the face, and all of a sudden the guy gets pinned. Yeah. Like, yeah. like every, every time that there was a fall... It was legit. Like it was a finish. It was a, See, I used a to, like it was like yeah, well done. Like it I, wasn't I, it wasn't just a bullshit like, oh, we need to fall. I used to justify that in Iron Man matches because to me it was like, okay, listen, that looked like a really easy fall. But to me, if I'm a competitor, I'm like energy, I'm like I'm right? saving my energy. I'm gonna take this because I know I'm gonna come back and get and get to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you can justify it, but you can only justify it so far yeah. until it stops making any sense. Yeah, and and these guys really, I, I you know, I'm not a huge MJF fan. Uh, I think he's, I think he could be doing better than what he's doing, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I I will tip my cap to him. He looked like he belonged in the ring with the American Dragon Brian Danielson, who is probably in the top five greatest wrestlers in the world as well. I'll, I'll leave my opinions aside until I get to watch it. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a harsher than MJF, um, harsher than you because you at least respect his in-ring work to a degree, and I don't. Mm. I don't think he's a great wrestler. I've um, seen him have some good matches. So, I will. I'm always looking to be proven wrong. This is one thing about professional wrestling that I don't think enough people uh, have this mindset. I always want to be proven wrong. Yeah. When I have a negative opinion about a wrestler. I want I want to go in. Prime example. It took him fucking 15 years to do it, but Matt Cardona proved me wrong. Chelsea Green proved me wrong. There's so many wrestlers over the years that have you know uh, made made me think one way about them, and then have completely turned me around. Yeah. And that's what I want. Because I don't want to have negative opinions. I don't want to dislike a wrestler. I want to love wrestling. I want to love all wrestling. Make me love your wrestling. Yeah. I want to I wanna like MJF. Here's my thing. But right Here, now, I don't. Here's my rant with MJF. Um, it's time to cut out the indie bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's time. Agreed. It, he's better yeah. than that now. You know what I mean? You've, you've yeah. had programs with... But I with, don't... But that's the problem. I don't think he is. I don't think he knows how to get over. There's no reason to ever throw a drink on a child. And there's so many fucking people justifying this. But there's no so many people it's, justifying this. You know what it is? It's cheap bullshit heat. And it's and indie bullshit. And AEW, after how long have they been around now? Five years? Yeah, we're coming on five years, I think. They're at the point now where they shouldn't have to utilize this. Yeah. They shouldn't ha- have to. They are, as far as I'm concerned, when I see shit like this, because you use the proper word, they are the biggest indie organization in the world right now. Yeah. It's... Because that's what, how they're acting. But you know what, though? Like, AEW's got enough black eyes and blemishes over the last year. And, and I'll go back to the scrum, because it always goes back to the scrum. Mm-hmm. But, like, that damaged their company. And then all the backstage fights, that damaged your company reputation. Now you have not only MJF, but your world champion throwing a glass of tequila on a kid. Legit, too. Like, yeah, you I, can't. Yeah. You, you're not on the Indies. Like, it didn't act. <laughs> 
act mm-hmm. like, but, but there's no excuse now because it's been five years. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse now because you've worked programs with Jericho, with Moxley, with Dragon, with, that, with, with guys that and have I been And I don't want to dance. hear, I don't want to hear the shit. I'm reading it all fucking week. I don't want to hear your shit about, but he's a bad guy. Bad guys used to do this all the fucking time back in the day. We're at a point now, you don't, if you need to keep getting over like this, if you, listen, he was getting this shit over like this on the end. He's fine. Different. But he is now one of the biggest and most recognizable names in our fucking business. If he still needs to be doing this shit to get his name out there, then he's fucking up. He's not good enough. And I won't say that he's one of the best heels in the business. I won't say it because I don't think he is. Because he's not. Because, you know, he, you know what? he resorts to that type of bullshit. You know who a great heel is? Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio is a great heel. Bully Ray. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Bully, no, bully. Roman gets cheered a lot. See, Bully, you just think of Bully. Bully doesn't get cheered ever. No, but Bully did resort to the MJF style for a good chunk of his career. And then he got to the big time. And stopped. And stopped. When was the last time he, he spit on a kid or 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 did something that underhanded or even, or even you know, called a, a woman a whore or something like that? You know, you want to you know what happened to Bully Ray? It's that famous story. I don't know if you ever heard the story he tells about um, when they signed with the WWE. Because mm. Vince has got balls, right? Right. Vince is Vince. And yeah. Bully Ray goes, just to let you know, we're heels. So we don't sign autographs. We we stay as heels. Mm-hmm. And Vince just laughed at him, pat him back, and said, "Now you're gonna be signing fucking autographs. Like, yeah. you work for me now. You're in the big times. Yeah. And and that's it. And it's time to act like it. You know, in the first couple of years of of, uh, of AEW, I respected um, um, for kind of bringing back that 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 era of kayfabe and and keeping to that you know yeah. thing that he did, but. We're at a point now where you don't need. Listen, you want to keep. You want to keep the character. You want to keep going out to, to signings and not sign or 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 or, or, be, or be, be rude to I'm a kid. Fi- I'm fine with that. He threw tequila on a child. I'm not fine with that. He threw alcohol on a child, but, and it's being justified by so many fans. And and now people are like, oh yeah, well okay he's happy now tony brought him to the back and he met Hobbs, and everybody's happy doesn't matter don't fucking care doesn't matter right it's dumb but dumb, on dumb, top dumb. of that like all the stuff like being rude to fans at signings and stuff that's not on national television yeah right you want to you want to you know keep your kayfabe up that's fine but when you get on tv act like you're in the big time yeah i mean it goes all the way back to your uh your paul bearer story right Go sit down, kid. He, he was, keep, he, he was keeping kayfabe. He didn't swear on I me. Mean. But he didn't throw tequila on you. I, I mean, <laughs> Henry got or Savio Bag ate my popcorn, though. What? Stole my popcorn. We're, uh, <laughs> we're going to hit to the list real real quick. But before we do that, did you watch the uh, – we're, we're going we're gonna to take a, a detour for a minute. We're, we're going off the road of professional wrestling for a minute. Oh. I don't know anything else in the world. I, well, that's the thing. And you and I, other than the Bengals, and we can't talk about the Bengals today. Um, other than the Bengals, you and I don't. That's horrible. Not bad. Unless you do it 11 times. I know I'm watching our YouTube feed. Other than the Bengals, like, like, there's not a whole lot of wrestling that we get to talk about on the show, but I think it's fit. Did you happen to watch the John Jones fight this week? No, I don't watch UFC anymore. I'm starting to get back on because of John Jones. I fucking hate John Jones. Do you really? I think he's a piece of shit. Okay, well, but as a fighter. 
I respect him as a okay. fighter. But no, actually, you know what? I don't respect him as a fighter. Okay, well, I'm glad we're doing this because this conversation is going to turn into something I'm going to enjoy. Um, anyways, he became the, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but John Jones is fighting as a heavyweight now. Yeah, yeah, about time. So, exactly. Um, he had a, he had his, his, the fight was like a minute and 25 seconds or something like that. He comes as a new champ. Fantastic. But I want to talk about something that uh, Joe Rogan said right after this match. His exact words were, the greatest, uh, the, the greatest fighter in UFC history is now our champion. No. So here's what I did. I did a bonus list this week. And I threw my top seven UFC fighters of any weight category all together, male. I left Amanda off. I left Ronda off. I left Holly off. That was too fucking hard to, to decide whether or not they, they got in there. I know this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and it's just going to depend on what your criteria is. Mm-hmm. But Ronda's the only woman that I would put on that list. I would fight for Amanda. I would fight for Amanda based on talent. Yes, but there's a lot and, more and to record. It. But well, there so you go. I want to know. There's a lot more is. to it. I went by record, but I also went by impact. All do, right. Do you go by dry money? No, obviously not, because I'll tell you right now that Brock Lesnar is not on my list, and neither CM Punk. So well, CM Punk should not be on any list. <laughs> Brock, but, but they drew money. Brock was the biggest draw in the UFC. Yeah, Brock's yeah. not on my list. I, I'm debating so, if I put Brock on my list. So not. because this is I want to speak, this is not my uh, not my official list. We're not going to do what we usually do. We're not, I'm not going to go name talk about name. I'm going to blast through my list, okay. and then I just want to hear your opinions on my list, and I want to hear who you think should be in, in, on the list instead. Okay. So I'm going to fly through this. My number seven is my favorite fighter. I hate that he's my number seven because he's my favorite of all time, but it's the Iceman himself, Chucky Liddell. Like Chuck Liddell. Okay. Uh, fall number six, uh, Habib. Who? Habib. Okay. Okay. Uh, number five, Dang, uh, DC Daniel Cormier. He doesn't make my list. Really? Okay. Number four, the number one contender for John Jones' title coming up. Uh, 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 the next contender is uh, Stipe Miocic. He doesn't make my list either. Number three, dear boy, George St. Pierre. He's probably my number one. Okay. Number two, you're going to hate this, but John Jones. Yeah. And my number one is Anderson Silva. I think Anderson Silva is the greatest fighter of all time. I think your list uh, is way different than what mine would be. Mm-hmm. Cause you I think it, this isn't professional wrestling. Though. Professional wrestling, I've said this a thousand times on the show, professional wrestling is extremely um, uh, subjective, right? Can UFC be subjective? How do you leave Conor McGregor off your list? Because I don't think he's a good fighter. I think he got lucky a lot of fucking times. He won I, two championships I, and two weight classes. I, I just don't think he's a good fighter. But he won the title twice. I, I understand. Knocked out Jose Aldo in one punch. I looked at seven. I looked at seven other lists. He didn't make any top tens. That's silly. He's on a lot of top twenties. I think that's silly. You you take the guy who has made the most, and its numbers are there. He's the biggest draw in the history of UFC. Mm-hmm. Not even close. And Brock Lesnar is probably number two, right? Yeah. He's won, which is again, again, if I was going by drop hour, yes, Connor would be on the list. But he's won, he won two titles, two different divisions. Yes, yeah. um, I don't think he's the greatest fighter of all. Time. Listen, if I, I, I agree with you. I think that if I if I was to put, and maybe because I think that was on my list, my list was best fighters. And I don't think he's a great fighter. Oh, so because you said by so, like impact. And, yeah, yeah, and and maybe I, 
I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. But like if you're going again, just by I, again, this is also skills. a bonus list. If I was doing a serious list and this was my official list, I would have I would have at least done more research and give him more of a chance to to, to be on the list. Um, doing as a list as fast as I did, you just didn't make it. Like these lists, to me, there's there's two different like there's three different categories that I would break down for to make a list like this. Mm -hmm. I would either do just by technical skills, like mm -hmm. who the best fighters are. Anderson Silva. Is, that's why he's my number one. I, I, I truly believe. I, I mean, his, I mean put, his record speaks for himself. But he's also got pop for roids a few times. Yeah, you're not wrong. You can't put him. That's why George St. Pierre is my number one easily. Yeah. He drew more money than anybody. Yeah. And then he's like a top five draw mm -hmm. for money-wise. Never fail a Roy test. He's the pioneer of what you'd want to build your company around. Mm -hmm. And he was fucking dominant. Did I leave I, anybody off the list that should be on the list? Other, Matt, other than Connor? Matt, Matt Hughes. Would, you think Matt Hughes would be on the list? I, I gave I gave thought to Matt Hughes. I gave the thought to BJ Penn. I would probably, BJ would probably just miss my list. Yeah. Uh, Matt Hughes was one of the guys that built the UFC. Uh, I would argue putting him, if you're if you're going just by by skills, yeah. then I'm sorry, but Chuck Liddell doesn't make the list. Yeah, I know. Uh, you can't. I know, but that's a homer pick for you. I, yeah, and I it's love a, Chuck It's hundred percent a homer pick for uh, He's my favorite fighter of all time. If you're if you're um, talking about impact in the in the UFC, that Forrest Griffin, Forrest Griffin, would be a name that you Hoist Gracie was hard to leave off this list. If we're talking impact, Ken Shamrock, Ken Shamrock, overrated. Ken, but Ken, Ken Tito, Shamrock would have never made my list. Though. Tito Ortiz is a name. One hundred percent. Oh, Randy Couture. Randy Couture came close, very close. He would have made my top ten. Um, like. Shane Carwin? No, no, not even close. Not even in my top 50, probably. Frankie Edgar. Krokop? No, no. Uh, Frankie Edgar was a great fighter. Mm -hmm. I'd have to think. Oh, um, what's his name? Um, Chain? Uh, not Chain. Um, Chain Velasquez? Um, oh, Chain. I wouldn't, he wouldn't have made my top. But no. No, um, Sonnen. Shell Sonnen? Yeah. Mm, that's top 10, maybe. No. No, no he never won. Top 20? <laughs> Again, I, I saw yeah. Chelsea on fight live. Yeah, saw him and John Jones. Fight. I I like Chelsea a lot. Like, here's the thing though, with a guy like John Jones, um, I can't give him that high of a spot because of everything that he's wasted. He's a waste. Yeah, he he's an embarrassment to the sport. Like Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon sucks too. <laughs> but like, how many times has John Jones been arrested? How many times DUIs, yeah. fucking roids, like? To me, it tarnished his entire legacy. And John Jones would have went down in history, in my opinion, as the greatest fighter of all time. It wouldn't mm -hmm. even be fucking close. Right. If he just had his shit together. If, if he had his nose clean. But I just think it's too little so, too late. So it's not enough to get you back on the bandwagon? No. I think it, to be honest, I think it is for me. I mean, I, I will always cheer it's for the guy this, to pull his shit together. No, and, and not only me. I don't know if, if you realized this, uh, if you had the same experience I did on Sunday, or Saturday, rather. But... For the last, I'd say, two years, I don't get phone calls at my store anymore saying, hey, are you showing the fight anymore? Yeah. I got no less than 20 calls Not that sure. day saying, hey, are you showing the fight? Are you showing the fight? Are you showing the fight? I don't get those calls anymore. People are interested in USC again. I think it's John Jones doing John it. John Jones is a draw. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, but like I said, it just depends on criteria. If you're doing the whole package of like um, drawing power, um, lasting moments, win-loss records. I, I think Conor McGregor has to be the guy because I think he's just done the most for the sport. I hate that so much. Me too. I hate I, that you're right. 
is what I mean. Right. Like, and then and then GSP would probably be my number two. Yeah. And then and then you put Brock? No. Brock okay. would be in my top seven though. I, I don't put Brock just because he's he was very inconsistent. Yep. You know, he, uh, yes, he was a draw, but he wasn't a draw because he was a great fighter. He was he a draw because... He also has some of the most memorable moments in the history of UFC. 100%. Though, right? if, you're, 100%. if you're going by the whole package. Yeah. He came in as a former WWE uh, uh, wrestler, and that, and that was that helped him. And then, you know, it was his look. He looked like a fucking, fucking tank. promos. You know? All his promos. But like, My God. There, he was a wrestler in a fighter's world. There was only, there's only about three or four people in the history of the UFC that had that feeling you can't describe what it is to mm-hmm. watch a Brock Lesnar fight it's like it's excitement it's craziness it's this yeah. guy sucks is he gonna do good like there was something See, I think Jones might be in that category that he used to be and and I, and I would personally put Silva in that category but that's because he's my one of my favorite fighters Anderson Silva used to be an enigma yeah and then again fall from grace man <laughs> like you, you tarnish your legacy you know what I mean all right, let's go from MMA to tag teams. Yes. You, so we're not talking about tag teams today, though. No, we're talking we're about... We're talking about tag team wrestlers, <laughs> yes, which I love. I love, I love the concept of the list. So, so basically, it's the people that have found the, the greatest success being in a tag team. So, for instance, um, a guy like Shawn Michaels has had many tag team championship partners. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that... Uh, that he would make my list. We're gonna find out. We'll find out. Yeah. I'll tell you for me. But it would also be like, like, I'm gonna guess that somebody like a Bret Hart. Does he classify for your list, knowing that he only had one successful tag team? No. Okay, so you have he's, to. He's one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Right, but you have to have proving yourself that you can do it with multiple partners. You know what? I'm gonna tell you what my I, number seven I've, is. I have done it with multiple partners. I have not <laughs> done it with any partners. Uh, I will tell you what my number seven is because I think my number seven is a perfect example of what my criteria for the list is. Okay, cool. So my number seven is Lance Storm. Okay. Lance Storm is a three-time ECW tag team champion. Yeah. Successful tag team with Chris Candino. Yep. The Impact Players. Yep. Four-time WWE tag team champion with very successful partnerships. Yeah. Very successful partnerships with Christian. Yeah. The Un-American. Yeah, yeah. With William Regal. I forgot about that. Great tag team. Yeah. And a very forgotten tag team title run with Val Venus when he was Chief Morley. So... To me, Lance Storm has been a multiple-time champion, which is important to make my mm-hmm. list, yeah. with multiple partners, but his partnerships were successful. They weren't just like, here's Shawn Michaels. Really and... Him and Morley, though? Like him, like... Well, okay. One, okay, one shit one. And he also was in a very um, successful tag team with Chris Jericho called the Thrill Seekers. I was waiting for you to say that. Right? That's, that's how I remember him. So Impact players, Regal, Christian, Candino. Yeah. All champions. Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought of Lance, but yeah. good start to your list. Yeah. I think it's a, it's 100%. a good place for him. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of, that's how I Okay. So, the, yeah, that, that, that gives me and, a good idea of what we're going to see going yeah, on. Yeah. Because it has to be so based on successful. Because already based on that, I know I can think of four names I need to see on your list. Well, so, we're see. we'll see. Uh, my number six, I went with Edge. Yeah. Okay. Um, Edge, I, why Edge, is Edge only your number six? Edge, Edge is one of the most successful tag team wrestlers in history. Well, when I really broke it down, he had 
the big team obviously is Edge and Christian. But don't sleep on uh, on Rated RKO. Very I mean, short run though. Yeah. They they were very short, only about four months, right? But they're memorable. They are memorable, and that's why he made my list. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Rated RKO, I don't know if Edge would have made my list. Well, I mean, him and Hogan aren't gonna. Him and Hogan aren't, aren't right? gonna tip the scales. Well, Edge is a twelve-time WWE Tag Team Champion. Yes. Seven times with Christian. He won the belt with Hogan, with Benoit, with Randy Orton. I forgot him and Benoit uh, had, had a, yeah. a stint. Yeah. With Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a two-time SmackDown Tag Team Champion, one with Chris Jericho and one with Rey Mysterio. That's right. Inaugural SmackDown right. Tag Team Champion. Mm-hmm. So multiple partners there. Uh, one very successful run. I'm not going to lie. The run with Christian is what, what really solidified him on my list. Of course. Um, but the fact that he I mean, was able all your, to... I mean, I'm going to go ahead and guess that at least... Five of your seven people had to have that one big team. Yeah. You know what because I mean? You've got to get a smash, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, I, you know, Edge, I probably could have subbed him off the list as well, but I just think he I think he had a spot and served it. Uh, I, 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 would have, I would have questioned you if he wasn't on your list. Number five? Mm-hmm. One with uh, Cowboy James Storm. Okay. Go for it. Cowboy James Storm, nine-time NWA Tag Team Champion. Yes. With America's Most Wanted. Yes. Also with Eli Drake. Okay. Had the run. Still the NWA Tag Team Sure, Champions. sure. Also but he quick, needs more than that to make the Swiss. Also a quick run with uh, Christopher Daniels. Okay. Seven-time uh, NWA TNA Tag Team Champion with Bobby Roode, with Gunner, and with Abyss. Okay. All I'm going to say with James Storm, beer money, America's Most Wanted. Yeah. Two of the biggest tag teams in Impact Wrestling history. I, I was gonna say if we're t- if we're talking about James Storm here, it's different, right? But Chris Harris, only America's Most Wanted. Yeah, right. James, the fact that James Storm was in America's Most Wanted, which was a top draw, hundred percent, and then completely did a one eighty, yeah, and went into beer money. Well, this is where my mind just played a big trick on me. You were talking with James Storm this whole time. Yeah. I was picturing Chris Harris. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see, you want to this, see yourself with yeah. Chris Harris, go on to the archives. Exactly. No, finally, your list now makes sense because I was going to tell you, eh, you're reaching for this, yeah. but you're not talking about Chris Harris. You're I'm talking about James Storm. Storm. And yeah, okay, I'm with you. Uh, I think maybe me personally, this would be a six. But uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the success of the Beer Money Tag Team catapults him to that next 100%. level, right? Yeah. If Edge would have had a longer run with Randy Orton, maybe, mm-hmm. or a longer run with one of these guys that, that could compete with the beer money run, then I think I would have probably put Storm up to the number six spot. But Edge only had that one big run as a tag team and a lot of little successful tag team runs. So Edge, sorry about your damn luck. Yeah, because you think you know him. Number four. We're going with Billy Gunn. Come, come fucking on. Yeah. When, when I handed you this list, it was it was just agreed. It, 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 it was an unwritten rule that Billy Gunn is your number one. He was uh... Billy Gunn is the greatest tag team specialist in the history of the game. It's going to take a lot for you to dissuade me on this. Billy Gunn had three incredibly successful tag teams, uh, all pretty good draws as well. Ten-time uh, WWF tag team champion between the Smoking Guns mm-hmm. and the New Age Outlaws and Billy and Chuck. Uh, one-time WWE tag team champion with the reunion of the New Age Outlaws as well. Yeah. Um, and then and then you got you know your 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 James Gang and your Voodoo Kimafia. Yeah, yeah I, but, did, hey, I did not like that. Voodoo Kimafia, not that was four. 
Voodoo Kin Mafia, not. James, they didn't but, do anything. James, but, you know, but, I'll see you in the Alamo. But like. they were still, they still went and did their thing. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. To me, that hurt Billy Madison's yeah. tag team. That's more than so. helped them. Um, Smoking Guns, great tag team. Smoking Guns is one of my favorite tag teams of. But they never. Smoking wrestling. Guns never really had like it, like what was their breakout matches. But that was they a, were just a solid hand. Yes, you know but I mean? that was a really shitty era of tag team wrestling too. Yeah, but that, like, that has to affect the list. Right? Yeah. Um. Also, you know, the New Age Outlaws. What do you need to say about them? They're one of the biggest tag teams in WWE that, history. That's that, that's that's first ballot. Um choice for one of the greatest tag teams in the history of WWE. Would you say top 10 for sure? Oh, for sure. Top, without, top. without thinking. Yeah. I, I, we, we'd have to, we'd have to have a discussion about top five, but top 10 without even thinking about it. And, and Billy and Chuck had a fun little run as well. Absolutely. They did. They did. Um, and if you want to know a good story about the, uh, the, the background of that wedding they did, go in the archives and listen to our Eric Bischoff episode. I believe I have that clipped as well. Um, but yeah, I just think that my number three and my number two, uh, had better okay better man runs. sell me on this because i i truly do believe like in my heart i think billy gunn's the greatest tag team wrestler in history i thought that too until i started doing some research okay my number three i went with cesaro claudio castanoli okay and now hear me out on i mean this. i mean other than the kings and the bar what do you got two-time czw tag team champion with chris hero Two-time Ring were, of Honor were, tag were team they, Were they the Kings in uh, yeah. in CZW? Yeah, I, I that's where they started. Okay, I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch that. Two-time Ring of Honor tag team champion yes. with Chris Hero. Yes, Five. one of the greatest tag teams in ROH history. Yeah, can, can we put that I, down? I would yeah, say that absolutely. Uh, so his tag team with Chris Hero, highly successful on mm-hmm. the independent scene, built a name for himself, turned it into a great run in Ring of Honor, which which really put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Five-time uh, Raw Tag Team Champion mm-hmm. with The Bar and a forgotten tag team with Tyson Kidd, which really was about to take off before Tyson got injured. Yes. These they, guys were having they were having a great run. matches. Yeah, the whole headphone deal. The, yeah. All right. And, and to me, that tag team, like, I think they would have been top act in the WWE if they, if they did not get hurt. Yeah. They were, they were really rolling. The people were getting behind them. Uh, also, two-time SmackDown Tag Team Champion with Sheamus in the bar and mm-hmm. a little forgotten run with Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if I'm looking at these tag teams, I'm more impressed. How sad is it? <laughs> I mean, think about it on paper. Shinsuke Nakamura and Claudio. With Sami Zayn as their manager. Two, you know, two of the greatest wrestlers you know, of the, of the past 20 years with one of the greatest mouthpieces and wrestlers. You know why though they got lost? Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, you're not right. wrong. Yeah, it, it was the uh, it, it was the the COVID era. It's hard. So when I when I take a look at at Claudio's three big tag teams, mm-hmm. they impressed me more than Billy Gunn's three big tag teams, <sighs> other than the New Age Outlaws, which the New Age Outlaws are the biggest tag team probably on this list. See, I think New Age Outlaws at least earns Billy a top three spot. Um, but you can see but I'm really having yeah I can really see why you struggled here I I don't let uh, Claudio win struggle to be honest but I, I I get what you did and I just I, and for me it's a personal thing I just enjoyed his tag teams more and, uh, smoking and, guns were listen, great but listen I loved the bar um if you're going on much I, I love the bar but the Kings of wrestling is one of the greatest uh tag teams outside of WCW or WWE sorry um they're 
I'd say they're like, you, you, you got your Briscoes, get your Steen and Generico, and then you got your Kings Wrestling, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, American, I, I, Wolves. American Wolves, but I, I think I put them over the Wolves. Tough. This is tough. That's, but, a tough. That's a whole different list. You know, but with that said, let's be fair. You got your Kings of Wrestling, you got your Steen Generico thing, you got your fucking Briscoes. <laughs> Them boys. Right Let, let's just be fair. Yes. Uh, also, Machine Guns, also. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Kaz and Kazarian. And yeah. <laughs> That's a tough R- You, ROH, man. Well, how about Oof. we stick to this list then? I mean, this list was hard enough as mm. it was. My number two, it hurts my soul that this guy is on my list because he's not one of my favorite wrestlers on the planet. But when it comes to tag teams... Oh, I know exactly where you're When it comes to tag teams, this guy's unreal. And it's the big red machine. 100%. You can't not have Kane. When when I found out that Billy was your number two... Now I have no idea who your number one is. Because when I found out that Billy was your number four, I'm like, okay, Kane's got to be his number one. He's got to be. Because Kane... The only thing missing from Kane is that one big team. No, King. Uh, King never. Hell no, man. But no, but, but they weren't. They weren't the Rockers. They weren't the um. The, you know the New Age Outlaws. They weren't. Uh, you know let's, what I let's mean. Let's take a look at Kane here. Uh, WCW Tag Team Champion with the Undertaker. I, listen, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve a top three spot. I'm saying he does. But I'm saying that he didn't. He was never the top tier tag team ever. Uh, two-time WWE Tag Team Champion with The Big Show and with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Team Hell No, one of the best tag teams in modern WWE. Modern WWE. Sure. I, I, we'll fight on that, but okay. Nine-time WWF slash E Tag Team Champion with Mankind, with X-Pac, mm-hmm. with The Undertaker, uh, with RVD? Hurricane, with RVD. I forgot about RVD. I wrote, mm-hmm. I wrote Undertaker twice instead of RVD, mm-hmm. and with The Big Show. Yeah. So... Kane, and, and but the, here's the thing though, look at his partners and look how over they all were as a tag team at 100%. that point. It's yeah. not just like a one-off. Kane and Big Show had a dominant run with the tag team. No, he got lucky. I mean, he was he he he, he was tag team champions for a lot of this era in the most over time in professional wrestling. Kane and X Pac were huge. Kane and the Hurricane was huge. Over, yeah, right. Kane and Undertaker, the brothers. Not I, I, I know Kane, you're not a big fan of the brothers' destruction, but you know you what? You can't deny their you, place. You can't deny their place, and you can't deny their popularity. We might not be big fans, but there are a lot of people who were. And 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 I think the only reason that you're not a fan, you you just don't like Biker Taker. No, he killed everybody. I hated that. You know. And of course, Team Hell No was. Okay. Kane number two. He's number two. Yeah, I, I'm drawing a blank because the only person I got a few people I feel are missing from your list, but I feel they're missing. I feel like you would have talked to them right now. I, so I don't know who your number three is. No. And all you got to do, buddy, is put up some four fingers and talk about the greatest horseman of all time. Are you fucking kidding me? He had two Arn good... Anderson. No, no, no. Come on. Arn Anderson tag teamed successfully with everybody because it wasn't just right, arn anderson let me let let me just fucking get rid of the negativity i want to get rid of all my biasm because i don't think you're right here i want to get rid of that i want to come in with this with an open mind 
as far as I'm concerned, his only good, his only great tag team ever was the it was the Brainbusters, but that's only because I hate Oli with a fucking passion. Can't deny so what they did. I man. know, I know. But other than Oli and, and, and the Brainbusters, go for it, man. Just give it to me because I, I I don't know well, if you're gonna win me over. I'll here. tell you the stats first because you know I me, mean, I like my stats. Seven time NWA tag team champion mm-hmm. slash WCW. Uh, with Ole Anderson, with Tully Blanchard, mm-hmm. with Paul Roma, with Larry Zbysko, and with Bobby Eaton, WWF Tag Team Champion with <laughs> Tully Blanchard. But the thing about Arn, Arn, is he even he can make Paul Roma look good. He did make Paul Roma look good, <laughs> exactly right. That solidifies his spot right there. But it's not just like it, it, you know him and Tully. Obviously, they were the best tag team out of that list that we named. Yes, but Arn had huge runs with everybody. It wasn't just Arn and Tully. It would be Arn and Barry one night, and it would be Arn and Flair one night, yeah. and it would be Arn and Steve Austin in the Dangerous Alliance, and Arn and Rick Rude, or Arn and Bunkhouse Buck in the Stud Stable. Arn Anderson could be put into any tag team mm-hmm. and immediately legitimize that tag team. Arn Anderson drew big money in a tag team, which unfortunately Kane did not do, Cesaro did not do, I Billy fucking... Gunn did not do. James Storm did not do, Edge did. These are my two. And Lance Storm did not do. These are the two words I fucking hate most in the English language, and that's you're right. Yes, I am. Uh, you are in this. I, I this doesn't happen often in the show, but in not this lately, circum- at least. In, <laughs> in this circumstance, you are right because that's that's what this list is. This list is your greatest tag team wrestlers. You just proved you won me over with that last part. That he was able to go and tag with anybody. And get that team over. And and it's not just that. It's the way he worked. It's the way they utilize tag team moves. It's the way he cuts the ring off. It's his tag team psychology. Yeah. It blows everybody out of the water. Arn Anderson, baby. Greatest tag team wrestler of all time. You'll never win the uh, the uh, horseman debate, but you just won the tag team debate. <laughs> all right, before so, we wrap this up. Well, you said you had some names that you I were... don't. I don't have any honorable mentions. I have some questions. Okay. Um, your list is solid, so I'm not going to question why they're not on your list, but I'm going to question why they're not on your mm-hmm. list. Uh, let's start with Shawn the obvious. Michaels. Why is Shawn Michaels not on your list? I mean, outside of Marty Jannetty, who was his successful tag team? I mean, yeah, he had a really he, fun tag team with Steve. He did for he had, about he, three weeks. You know, he had a fun tag team with uh, with Hunter. You know, DX had a good run. You know, but um, but to me, him, him and him and Taker. No. To me, Shawn Michaels never felt like he was a tag team wrestler again after the rockers mm-hmm. it was always a single star it when it was with steve austin it was partners who can't get along yeah that's not the definition of a good sean michael's reputation is turning on every single tag team partner that does not mean uh, you're a I, good I, tag I, team sean i think it's 2006 roman hunter I, th- I i think should at least garner some uh, consideration for it but i'm not i'm not mad at you. i mean like yeah but if you compare it to the other people on this list like Sean, Sean's after the Rockers, he yeah. was never a tag team guy again. He couple, just occasionally got himself into it. Couple, couple Sean and Diesel questions. was good. A couple other questionable names. Um, Owen Hart. Owen, I put some serious thought into putting as, on the list. As you fucking should have. I mean, uh-huh. let, let, let's just break this down. Um, not in any timeline order, but his most successful tag team, obviously, with the Bulldog. Yep. Um, one, one of my favorite tag teams, one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. I agree. Then, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I know people laugh at me for, for loving them so much, but him and Yoko had, I a, love very, him team and Yoko well. had a very a very successful team. Then you have him and Coco, you have him and uh, Amble. 
You know what I mean? Unfortunately, they were duds. Uh, I think I think high energy were duds. I don't think uh, the Duke Foundation was as much as a they didn't of a team. Dud. They just didn't team long enough. Yeah. Now Owen was a great tag team. Um, him, him and, and Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, he he was the hardest name to leave off my list. I I, I feel like there should have been more consideration for Owen. And while we're on the subject, let's talk about the British Bulldogs. You know, uh, I think you only need two teams just for him to make this list. And that's him that's, and Owen and, and, yeah. and, and him and Dynamite. Basically, I had to choose between Owen. Um, uh, originally, James Storm was my number seven. Mm-hmm. And I was fighting between Owen, James Storm, and the Bulldog. Um, I, I do, if I had to go back in time, I might yank Edge off my list for the Bulldog in all honesty. Yeah. Just because um, I didn't really take into account the huge run that the Bulldogs had in Japan, right? Um, I might, I might yank Edge off for the Bulldog. That that is definitely he was probably he was probably like my biggest struggle because the two successful tag teams of Owen and the Bulldog and and the British Bulldogs. You know, like, that's, that's my reason why James Storm was. I on I, list. I understand when you think of the Bulldog directly. Some I think there's two camps. You think of him as being this tremendous tag team guy, or you think of him as being this tremendous intercontinental champion. You know what I mean? I always think of him as a tag team and guy. And so do I. I think. I, I don't know. But, but now, but most people think of the of the Bulldogs. Um, I think Owen and Bulldog because they were Camp Cornette was one, was my shit. You yeah, know, I, I you well. know that was one of my favorite things throughout what what was it ninety five through ninety eight, like you know what I mean. Um, they were one of the most successful tag teams in that era. When tag team wrestling was failing yeah, for a know, bit, and they they brought they brought excitement back to the tag team division. The match of smoking guns. Oh yeah. Ernest and Lafont. LOD. LOD. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Let's uh, let's let's take Edge off and put the Bulldog at number six. <laughs> cool with that, yeah. man. So British Bulldog, uh, my number and six, then, and three-time Lan- WWF champion. And then Lance champion. leaves, and no one's in, and we're good. No, Lance is staying. <laughs> Lance is staying. His his run was too good. Any other questionable ones for you? Those were the big ones, man. Um, I've got some honorable mentions. Okay. I had Randy Orton as an honorable mention. Sure. Okay. Great, great run with rated honorable RKO, mention. RK Bro. Honorable mention is a good place for him. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Jericho, lots of tag team runs. Jericho, sure. all that stuff. The Miz mm-hmm. also was very close to making my list. Yeah. Um, Kofi Kingston was very close sure. to making my list. Steve Austin. As an honorable mention, he had some good tag teams. All right, let's go, let's go. We start with Tone, right? Yeah. And, then, and then of course, uh, you got you got this quick thing with Sean. I think he did. A, it was him. I was thinking, I'm not not Sean. Dude, love. He had a quick thing with with Taker, didn't he? Yes. Him and Taker yeah. held the titles for a coffee, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And him then and and him and Dude Love. Yeah. I mean, it'd be more so for the Hollywood Blonde stuff and the of Dangerous course. Alliance. Yeah. But um, here's another name. Uh, that that I, I really wanted to put on the list. He had a couple really good tag teams, uh, and that is uh, the newest inductee into the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame, Jimmy Jacobs. Baby, yes. B.J. Whitmer. He had the Age of the Fall. Yeah. Uh, there's one more I'm missing on the top of my head. But, uh, mm. yeah, uh, I think there's another one there. But Yeah, uh, Steve Crino. Very down. Steve Crino. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Jimmy Jacobs was another one I gave some thought into, but but I, I made my list and and I will sub edge out. I will give you the bulldog. I think that's a better call. Yeah, I'm cool with that. That's my list. And it was a good list. Finally, right? I fucking hate, I fucking hate when you make good lists. I think I did a decent list maybe, last week and maybe, maybe that's what ago. it takes. Maybe it takes like three weeks of you working seventeen hour days. And, yeah, I'm and the Greg the, just... I'm the Greg the Hammer Valentine of of making lists. It just takes me a while to get going. 
I guess that makes me Brutus. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not Brutus. I hate Brutus. I guess that makes me Brutus. No, I do not hate you. Just just annoy me. (laughs) Well, that's it then. Yeah, I I finally like that. Like your list. I I think this is the best list you've done in quite a while, to be perfectly honest, which means I got up my game. I got to come in with a hot list next week. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. I got a couple. um, She'll let me know Monday morning. uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I got a couple in front of there. I'm either going to do something WrestleMania themed because we're getting close, or I've been working on this um, Mike's top seven um, controversial opinions, unpopular opinions. Be a good theoretical. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll see which one I end up doing. I mean, uh, to me, I just feel like that's every week on our show. <laughs> <laughs> that's my, that's my I, walk. I, I mean, spoiler alert, you already hit on one today. Uh, I'll just, I'll just spoil it and I'll leave it off the list if I make the list. Um, Bret, <coughs> Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match, one of the most under, overrated matches of all time yeah i agree yeah but i don't that's think that's a popular opinion i think that, a lot of people have that, that opinion that, that's because i hate their matches yeah so do i, I just do. and with that said man i think that's it uh until next week by the next time we see you man uh we're gonna be getting ready to go gcw please for the love of god hit that subscribe button down uh, uh on the youtube channel uh no matter where you are I don't even know if you're watching this right now. Probably this not. might even not be there, but subscribe on every fucking thing you listen to. YouTube. Go if you're if you're not listening to this on YouTube, go to YouTube and subscribe. We need those subscribers. Yeah. We want to grow our, our product. We need though every subscription we can to get bigger so YouTube notices us. So go to YouTube, subscribe for us. Uh, go to IWTV. Uh, that's uh, independentwrestling.tv if you don't have the app. And check out uh, Barry Wrestling. In a few weeks, Destiny Wrestling will be up there. All your favorite uh, uh, stuff will be on there. Demand Lucha is on there. You're going to love that shit. And uh, always watch Impact Wrestling because we watch it, so you should watch it. I agree. With that said, man, um, good list this week. Yeah. Hopefully I can, uh, I can hold up next week because I don't have school anymore. So I should only be 80% tired, not 100%. Should I be closing with schools out for summer? Schools <laughs> out for mojitos. <laughs> this was a strong-ass mojito. <laughs> with that said, we have been counted out. Cheers.